We know the parable we've just heard proclaimed as the parable of the Good Samaritan. But those two words would never have uttered from the lips of the people who first heard that parable. To utter the word good and Samaritan in the same sentence would have defied everything that the people of, that heard it, the people of the Jewish faith of the day, everything that they knew and understood urged them not to put those two words together. There was a long an ancient history of enmity between the people of Judea and the people of Samaria. There was an almost a visceral hatred. There's no way any Jewish person could think of a Samaritan as being good. Mind you, there was no way a Samaritan could think any Jewish person could be good either. So it was a mutual thing. They both hated each other. So when this is introduced into the parable that Jesus hears, it would have shocked everybody. The parable is told in such a way as to respond to the lawyer's attempt to justify himself. Or, you know, who's my neighbour? If you say this, but who is that? And they tell a story, as Jesus often was wont to do. Tells the story of some travellers on a road who come across the victim of a robber. The first two, a Jewish priest and a Levite, arrive, they see, and they respond by crossing to the other side of the road and continuing to walk. They put their religious duty to remain, uh, to remain uh, undefiled before uh, dealing with the person who was in front of them. They put the requirements of the law, with a capital L, above everything else to touch a dead or half-dead person would have defiled them. They would have been unable to carry out their priestly duty. And so you have a priest, you have a Levite, and most people would have expected that the next person would have been an ordinary Jewish person. But Jesus, being Jesus, does something a little unusual. He introduces a Samaritan into the tale. A Samaritan who would have been, in any other circumstances, only too eager to see that person in, the gra in, in, the, in their grave or by the side, beaten up, senseless, because he was a Jewish person. We don't like them. But a Samaritan was the one who arrived, who saw, and put all of that aside because there was another human being on the roadside who needed assistance, who needed to be cared for, who needed to be attended to, Everything else, it was almost genetic, was put aside because of what he saw there in that spot. He didn't see a Jewish person, he saw a person. Another man, another human being who needed to be attended to. It's all too easy for us at times to say, I like to help people, but only the people I choose to want to help. The people who are like me. That's not what we're about. The very heart of our Christian message, as we hear in our gospel proclaimed tonight, is to put aside anything other than the fact that a human being requires our attention and a response from us. A response that is geared not by what society might tell us, but what God tells us to do. To treat that person, that group of people, with respect for no other reason than they're human beings. 
to do anything else is to put something else in front of what God demands of us. It doesn't matter whether they're black or white, male or female, a citizen or an unlawful arrival, to use the correct terminology. It doesn't matter. They're a human being and they deserve our attention. We arrive and see them and then we are called to respond and we respond from a place of love, not a place of enmity. We respond from an, a place where these, we recognize in that person there's something of ourselves, not something different from ourselves. If we are faithful to what God asks of us, we have no other choice. So, having heard this story of the Good Samaritan tonight, a story which is oxymoronic in its, in its titling, let's go out and do exactly what we're called to do. To go out, to engage with people, to see them for who they are, and to respond as God would have us respond.